words, at the end of the day, I think dealing with emotional situations requires an intimacy and uh, let's say, you know, Kamayma Panim La Panim, and I don't feel Kamayma Panim La Adasha. A lens is one thing, a uh, face is. Uh, it's something else, so despite the utility of the lens, I'm not sure it's always the proper uh, thing to do to automatically uh, photograph everything and to, uh, despite the utility of people not here. Okay, let's go to Let's Look, you've been through a lot the past uh, two, three days. Uh, the whole country's been through, uh, has been through a lot. Coping with such a tragedy is... Um, it's not a simple thing. Do you hear me there? Coming such a tragedy is not a simple thing. It's actually, I'll say at the outset, I think it's important to realize, Kosh gave us Kohot HaNefesh. And uh, we, no, we normally don't want to have to use them, but we have Kohot HaNefesh. And uh, the sort of resilience which is implanted in the human soul that it's there. You have it in your you have it in your soul to be able to draw upon it, and for it to support you when uh, when there are such times. So it's important for now. There are many mechanisms for doing this, including group support. It's conversations with with mechanchim and, and others. It's uh, expressing your emotions through the outlets that the Baruch planted with us. Uh, crying, screaming, weeping, uh, silence. Uh, there are many mechanisms, but I think you have to have self-confidence in your ability to... in your ability to... to confront the situation. That doesn't mean it's not painful. It may be painful. It may, uh, it may be not a simple process. It may, you know, require maybe ups and downs, uh, but uh, at the end of the day, Kashmir gave us Kohot HaNefesh, and uh, life is also not only uh, pleasant. Life has, unfortunately, many tragedies within it. Uh, there are many difficult moments in life, which are often unexpected, and, uh, but I think that if we, we have to have the self-confidence that Kashmir placed us in the world and the world has tragedies, and he gave us the tools to deal and confront the world, um, even though it may be difficult, it may be painful, but that we'll be able to arrive at some kind of a, some kind of ability to, uh, to arrive at some kind of peace and uh, understanding uh, through the process. Now, maybe. Uh, once more, not everyone, uh, not every, emotionally, everyone has his own emotional makeup. Different people respond and react differently, and not everyone necessarily has the same response. Uh, and uh, some, you know, one person may feel uh, more confident than another, maybe may more easier, maybe more difficult, uh, maybe more turbulence for one, maybe less for the other. Um, and whoever feels that... Um, over time, he's still struggling in the, the cup. Obviously, he should seek uh, and he should seek help. Uh, but I think, but uh, broadly speaking, we should feel that because Rabbi gave us the kochot, and uh, I think uh, 
part of if you want to you know, become more mature and, and more adults is having to deal with uh, situations which are uh, more more difficult. We, we try to shield the children, and we try to shield them. we can't always do that, unfortunately. Uh, and this tragedy is a good example of that. But uh, we try to shield kids. Uh, the older you grow, the less the, the less we can shield you. The less we should shield you. Uh, it's um, you, see, you have to at times come and face the world. So, uh, look, first let me begin. It's a horrible tragedy. Like every tragedy. It's um, talking about loss of life. I said yesterday, I, I don't intend on repeating in English, but I said yesterday in Hebrew. Well, I, uh, the, the, the ideas here not for me simply to translate myself uh, a second time around. Um, the, it's a horrible tragedy. We're talking about so much lives, full of potential, full of joy, full of uh, desire to be with Hashem, full of desire to um, to raise families. To we're talking, about, we're talking about lives frozen in time. Judaism treats death as a tragedy. I could give you a longer lecture now about different approaches to death in Judaism, but the bottom line, halacha has a clear and unequivocal statement. Death is tragic. And the Allah have to say, tragic for the niftar and not only for those left behind. It's a kedat Yitzchak, not a kedat Avraham. At the end of the day, the great price of the Akedah is that of Yitzchak. And we talk about kedat Yitzchak lizaro, zaro shal Yitzchak, and the shayam brachimim tiskor. We talk about Avraham Avinu's we talk about Judaism believes that that is tragic for the nifta, and uh, for reasons uh, without giving the whole philosophical uh, explanation now, David Melech. This is one of the major themes of Sefer Tehilim. Activity ceases upon death. And the Yahadus believes in activity. It, it believes in uh, praise the Kaddish Baruch Hu, tefillah, engaging Talmud Torah. The Purit Taqinat Pesim Tilim, Lamitim Yalukav, Lokaridei Duma, Okem Ba'amavet, many of the if you listen, to, if, you, if you pay attention to, to Perk Pechet yesterday, it's probably the prime expression of Tilim, uh, of this theme. It appears in Tefillat Chizkiyahu and Sefer Yishayahu, Chai Chai Kamoni Yodeka, and uh, we, uh, it is indeed tragic. And uh, you, you, look at, um, you look at the stories, you look at uh, the faces, the people, it's, uh, it's, it's horribly tragic. It's doubly tragic. So much innocence, so uh, they went to be with Hashem. They, they went to uh, had to celebrate, uh, you know, it's a religious celebration. They, they went to feel kivat uh, elokim, and and there they lost their lives. It's uh, and um, there really is nothing. Uh, I don't know if it's really. Weep and cry and uh, and feel the sorrow and uh, and recognize it is indeed a tragedy. It is not. Um, 
is, you know, it's, it is painful, and the pain should always be there. When I was in 10th grade, uh, I lost a friend, uh, a classmate. Uh, and I young, this little, this slight pain in my heart. Uh, I young, I remember his face vividly. I, um, I, could, I, could tell you, I could tell you the whole story, uh, as if it happened yesterday. Uh, and, and the pain is there. And uh, look, Baruch Hashem, I have grandchildren. I have a wife. I have Talmudim. Uh, he's, uh, he's stuck at 16. And, and, uh, and it's painful. It, uh, it, it indeed is. Uh, and Chazal talk about Mishino Sepeyot. That's uh, that's on one level. It's a level I want to emphasize uh, that we we should uh, we should have the sense uh, it's like this. If any if any of you if any of you knew or those of you who knew um, people who uh, who died in Mayron or other tragedies, it could be a traffic accident also. I assume you will. You should remember. Uh, you should remember them. Uh, Many years. Um, there are ways. I, I think now, having said that, I think there are ways. Or I, I think we're to think you have to say to continue this uh, line of thought. But um, okay, maybe 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 I'll do that now. Because uh, I had a plan to say something different, but um, tragedy. This is uh, tra- tragedies. I'm not even You hear me, right? Tragedy is painful, but it's just—it's not dumb pain. It, uh, we have to try to give meaning to it. And uh, I think there's a due way to give meaning to it. And it's to a certain degree contingent upon us. Upon us, I mean, there are various concentric circles, of course. But uh, it's in the dual meaning. First of all, let, let me state uh, a blunt truth. At the end of the day, everybody dies. Life is tragic. No matter how, no matter if you die at the age of 90 or 100, because the very fact, life is tragic by its very definition. To put it differently, the word tragedy, on one level, we talk about it's relative. It's tragic if someone dies at 15 and someone else dies at 80. But, it's, but on the more absolute level, life is tragic, basher who? Because all of us die. There's no one sitting in this room who will not die. There's no one sitting in this room who will be 100, 100 or whatever. Uh, and uh, that's the human condition. Because Baruch will decree that we, that we are organic beings. Organic, ma- organic matter eventually dies and decomposes. And, um, 
even you don't have to look like the Muslim movement that you constantly think every moment of your you know, when you're awake about death but it's part of the awareness there's a basic tragic awareness on one level death mocks all of us and um, on one level yes we are pity well excuse me a little petty trivial um, because none of us will eventually survive all of us will uh, eventually die. Now, on one level, it's very sobering, difficult, painful, painful truth, and it's a truth. On another level, since it's a given, this is without, without even discussing whether it's a good or bad, whether it's, what we think, whether it's, a, it's, a, whether it's a result of chayet, or whether this is the plan for uh, creation from the beginning, irrelevant at the moment. It's a given. What you have to do now is give meaning to your life. Because at the end of the day, whether you live 50, 30, 45, 60, 75, 90, whatever, it's a place to give meaning. You can live a short life full of meaning, and you can live a long life with very little meaning. And the real, tr- the real, the real challenge, the real uh, question that man has to be asked to ask himself: How do I give meaning to my life? How do I make it meaningful? And if you give meaning, it, it, ma- it what really matters how much meaning you give. Sometimes in a short life, you can give much greater meaning than a long life. We taught a quote to. to, to Somewhat to this extent, from Rishon, I don't, I don't, I, I've searched for Kevin, found it, uh, and, but uh, there, there's some Rishon like that. That the question is not uh, the question was always how much meaning you give to life. Both, if you want in absolute terms, meaning sometimes a short life can become a um, a beacon of avodat Hashem or whatever. Sometimes. Uh, Meaning, if a person lives a shorter life, but he gave the Kaddish Baruch Hu 90%, and someone lived a long life and he gave 20%, at the end of the day, the person, we are here in Olam Azez to be over the Hashem, to serve the Kaddish Baruch Hu. At the end of the day, we're not really to accomplish or to achieve, we're here to serve. And if you serve to the best of your ability and to the best of your capability, and the service it may be short, but if you did it properly, if you did it with intensity and to the full extent of your of your capabilities, in a sense, you've served better than someone served a long time and um, and was very lax and um, and very ineffective. If you come to serve and to give meaning to your life, so once more, a short life of service. Is what you have to be an Oved Hashem. Moshe Rabbeinu, that's what he was called at the end of the day, Eved Hashem. And uh, sometimes you mean Eved Hashem uh, for a short period. It's maybe maybe your uh, you know the time of your service is uh, is shorter than others. It's tragic. I said before, it, it, it is tragic. But uh, nevertheless, if you serve properly, Kashbaru considers you to be a tremendous Eved uh, Hashem. And, uh, and, and therefore, we constantly give meaning to our lives and to, and, to, uh, and to seek for the meaning in those who have gone. 
and uh, I think there's a lot of there's often a lot of meaning you can you can see and find, and uh, throughout life. Uh, so 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 one level I sense it's tragic. Another level I think, you know, almost all the people who were killed in Meiran and, and, and maybe all of them. I should say almost uh, all of them were killed in Meiran. They lived lives of that Hashem. They went. They went to uh, to see kedusha. And, uh, at the moment, it's irrelevant whether or not you know exactly how, what form, whether whether you think Beirut is the best place in the world to seek it, or you think there are better venues. It's irrelevant. They went to seek kedusha, and then they, they went to seek uh, avat Hashem, and they went to seek what we call lavot Hashem b'simcha uvetuv leivav, and uh, that gives tremendous meaning. Uh, Let's say these Chazal talk about Rabbi Barachana that he dies in the middle of Sugya. He says he says he, he pronounces about a certain case in the Gemara that's Tahor, and then Machamavis takes him, and uh, the Gemara says Ashrecha Yetzavish Matchabe Tahara. And there's uh, if you remember some of some of the piyutim we say about Asher Gemalchus. Talk about the fact that someone died of Shabbos when uh, as Shabbos entered the world, uh, and uh, yeah. In other words, the, the point is, it's madrega to leave olamas. Olamas there are all kinds of distractions, and olamas there are all kinds of uh, you know other things we do which are less uh, engaged in Kodesh Baruch Hu. When a person leaves olamas there when he's engaged in Kodesh Baruch Hu, when he's um, Seeking out Kolish Baruch and engaging him, when Shem Shemaim is literally on his lips, it's uh, it's, it's a tremendous school. It's a passage into Amhaban. You're really passing from Avodat Hashem in one world to another. It's not that uh, it's, you are you are giving full meaning to, to your life over here. And uh, when your life is Chazal say when you leave the Amazef from Kedusha. It gives added meaning. I said, "Why?" I think that this, in a sense, tells us. You know, you you, you read in the press some of the descriptions of some of the people. Like, you know, I don't, don't have to read all the biographies. Uh, you, you get the impression that this is this exemplifies their lives in general. That uh, you know, people go to yeshiva, people who go, people who seek to uh, know. Go see the Kaddish Baruch Hu. You, uh, this, this means this is how they're living in general. These are their aspirations. This is how this is how they were living life. Uh, particularly, though maybe shorter than it should have been or than it was supposed to be, it certainly was full of meaning. And um, now, on another level, I think we have to give meaning not only to life. We have to try to give meaning to death. It's not always easy. Uh, sometimes it's very easy. You know, a person dies in Kiddush Hashem, so it gives tremendous meaning to uh, to his death. When a person doesn't die you know, in the classic sense of Kiddush Hashem, so it, it's it's more difficult. We have to seek out the meaning, but I think uh, it's doable. In other words, it's it's up to us to try to pour meaning into an event. I mean, every event has its you want the meaning you know, at, at the moment, but you can then provide an additional meaning. Uh, outside this, we believe 
And you have this, I think, uh, the Rebbe writes about this at the end of Yishalacha, you believe that the, that the past is mutable. Because if the, how I, what I do in the future, or the present or the future, can allows me to reformulate the past in a sense. Certain things, certain events, I can't go back and change the biographical past. But its meaning can be changed. If, if we take, for instance, if, if a certain person, um, if a certain event uh, inspires us in the future, and we now do things in the future which, in, which create Kedusha, so the past takes on a new meaning and, and, and a new light. And Chaz the reverse also. A certain event in the past, later down the road, is utilized for negative effect, it, once more, it redefines the past. It's up to us to, and, and therefore, what meaning will, the, will the, what meaning will this event take on? Will we seek, will we seek to, man, in terms of Ilu Neshama, to, uh, to increase Kedushah Olam? Will, uh, will this create greater unity in Am Yisrael? Would create greater sensitivity? Will uh, projects taken on to, to, to memorialize uh, and to do Ilu Neshama, will, will they do, give greater meaning? It's how we treat, uh, the, we, we can give meaning. Uh, it does make less tragic, because for a simple reason, we, we, the, all these values should be accomplished without tragedy. You know, all of these values could and should be. Uh, I'll give you an example. Law uh, lay, you know, um, seven, almost seven years ago, three high school kids from the area here were kidnapped. Uh, one of them is the son of a Bulgarian of ours. And uh, I said like this, the month after he, they were kidnapped, before they found them, uh, it was full tremendous intensity. Tremendous intensity. It was, uh, and I think the families have leveraged and continue to leverage uh, the tragedy to, to spread a lot of tremendous positive, uh, of, uh, positive values in the world, unity and, uh, and, and many other values. Nevertheless, it remains a horrible tragedy. And, you know, I to, uh, it's like this. Uh, to one of, the, one of the few families I uh, feel close, it's, it's heart-wrenching. Because none of those much greater good could have been had in the world by these three, by these children raising a family and uh, and all these other values. I mean, so could lose We could have achieved these values without having to pay such a price. We, we, we could talk about unity and and the, and the like without having to pay such prices. Some so what I'm trying to say is that. I don't believe that trying to give meaning to meaning to tragedy makes it less tragic. But it makes it more meaningful. It's the pain, the loss remain. But when you give, um, when you're able to give meaning, at least it becomes more meaningful. Even though it remains, the pain remains, and the, and the tragedy remains. Uh, and anyway, I think part of part of our response. 
Look this. The first response has to be Bechi. But Bechi is a... Uh, the response of Bechi is, is, is uh, contingent upon how close you are to the event. Close and various levels of closeness. On one level, time. That uh, this uncontrollable uh, weeping, uh, overpowering emotions, Chazal described it as a three day period. Afterwards, you're supposed to uh, you're supposed to be able to rein in your emotions and to Chazal. Uh, Another level, uh, and then there, there are various stages. Chazal also talk about various stages of mourning. Right, the pasuk says, "But that's a vivetima yerech yamim." So, one level of time, and what's appropriate for the first day or two. Later on, you know, we have to transform and then channel our feelings into other mediums. Once more, the Chazal talk with Derech, you know, for, for, and, and the, it doesn't mean every, it's, it's not a, a rule. If a particular individual has different time in the line, it's all right. They're, they're, they're talking, um, they're talking, you know, what, what the normative uh, timeline they believe is. It's also a function of how close you are. Are you a, are you a close relative? Are you a second degree, fourth degree? Are you are you a friend? Are you just heard about the story and it affects you? There is uh, different levels of circles, and obviously, what's appropriate. Uh, there was, I think emotions have some appropriateness, which uh, to, how close you are to, to the event is a function both of your relationship and the time. And, um, and but, but at some point, the first emotion is bechi. Um, or there's a simply an emotional response. And once more, it depends like exactly where you are and who you are. Um, afterwards, we begin to try to understand, to, uh, to recollect, to, we, we, deal with the, you know, we begin to cope with the emotions uh, through many other mechanisms, like Hazakal Hespeid. Hespeid is an attempt to recreate, to re-experience, really. Hespeid is an attempt to re-experience the point of Shiva is to try to take control of the situation by retelling and, and discussing the event. Like Shiva is often, uh, I say like this, um, many times, almost always, death takes control of the situation. It, it wrests control out of your hands into its hands. We feel we've lost control. Shiva is an attempt, Hesped is an attempt to regain control. We, uh, we, we, we give it our, we impose our narrative. The event itself, we were helpless, and now we attempt, when you discuss it again, when you talk about it, when you re- retell the story, it's an attempt to somehow integrate it into your uh, understanding, to, to come and, uh, and, in a sense, take control of that. It remains sad, it remains tragic, but it's, you try to take control of the narrative and to integrate it into, uh, into what you want to... Uh, re- you integrate to your memory and your personality and now HaMalachamavet came and, and thrust it upon you uh, with varying degrees of success. But uh, that's in a sense... And like if you go to Shiva House, it's like often you can hear many, many times, like, like in a reel, you can hear often the story of the Ptira being retold because that, that, that's really what's happening. 
emotions, powerful emotions being recollected uh, in, uh, in a more tranquil setting. Um, and, uh, okay, now, uh, and at the end of the day, I think, yes, part of our challenge, at some later stage, we also want to give meaning, I said, not only through the initial Bechi and Hespeid, but at a later stage, I think we want to give it meaning through uh, memory, uh, trying to keep, uh, for instance, um, part of what we want to do is to preserve the memories of the people who are niftar. And that means that friends stay in touch with the family, it keeps them alive. You know, it's, uh, often um, when uh, if, you, if you are uh, you know, families who lose a child, they stay in close touch with their friends because it's a way of maintaining connection. And the friends do have a role to provide this connection. And it's, so it's, there are various roles that we have, we should uh, that we play in such situations. What's more, it's a function of how close you are, and uh, and another level, you simply remember the story and um, um, Let me just re-emphasize what I uh, what I think I said before. So these things are always very individual. So but now, um, bottom line of the second point I'm trying to make is, at the end of the day, all life is tragic. We have to give meaning to our lives. We have to try to do our best to give meaning to our lives. And when there's loss, to give, try to give meaning to loss. And what's I say? Meaning has a very broad, it's a very broad and general statement, I think, indeed so. But uh, we have to try to give that meaning. Okay, now I'd like to, in a sense, transition, if you want, to, uh, to a different perspective. There's a huge difference between a person who knew a niftar or a relative and, and someone who didn't. And on one level, and I think Avelis is basically, as I said before, it's an individual experience, both of the mourner and also of the niftar. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Blineda. I have to go to, 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 to for Shiva call to uh, to one of the families this week. I intend to talk about the individual as an individual, not you know, not about this more gen- these general you know, observations. It's, you know, I've talked about individual, uh, individual you know, and the individual just uh, to. To appreciate individual, death tries to rob us our individuality, and part of the shiva is to preserve uh, the identity and the individuality. However, however, um, on another level, I think many of you probably did not know anyone who was nifta. You read, you heard, um, and there was. I'm sure you know. You tried to be sensitive to read. Uh, and now, obviously, I assume that the closer you feel to, the, it's like this, I assume that uh, from the boy who's in a similar situation uh, that you are, you feel much closer, obviously, identify closer than some of the others who are in a different society or that you less uh, come into contact. It's, it's, to, it's totally legitimate. But another level, certainly those who did know, I think those who knew also. Another level, 
You're not coping with an individual tragedy. Another love you're coping with death, capital D. And uh, death scares us. We feel terrified by death. Uh, paradoxically, even though younger people usually, let's say these younger people have a longer uh, lifespan to look forward to. But younger people have less to fear death than older people because they um, presumably have a longer life uh, expectancy. Uh, nevertheless, they find much more difficult to cope. As, uh, as life goes on, you develop shock absorbers, you develop life experience, you've met death uh, in, under various circumstances, and the younger you are, the, um, the, more, the more fragile, in a sense, uh, the situation is because there are, uh, there are less shock absorbers, there's less life, there's less life experience, and... Um, if you want, maybe, and uh, and therefore, I think you know part of the difficulty that many of you are probably experiencing is simply confronting death. Ba'asher who, as in, until until uh, the younger you were, the more society tried to protect and to shield you from. Uh, even though I said before, it is the most basic uh, fact of life, and uh, I'll tell you from first of all, it terrifies us. First of all, the finality. I think most of a Western man is raised to believe there's a problem, we can solve it. Right? Houston, we have a problem, but Houston is there. And we can, uh, we can solve it. We, can, uh, we have experts. Uh, you have a medical problem, you go to a hospital. The hospital's full of uh, specialists and tremendously impressive um, and all kinds of machines and instruments, and um, you know, we, we generally tend to feel that we have the means at our disposal to solve problems. And, um, and therefore, even if we confront a difficult situation, you know, we're assuming that there'll be some kind of problem fixer will, uh, will arrive. Death is not like that. It's final. It's... Uh, it's immutable. There's no nothing can be changed. It is totally final, and you feel, um, and that's part of our. You know, is we feel helpless. We simply feel total helplessness. Another, of course, the, the, the most basic and more obvious. It's not only final, but it's total. Shalom, uh, you, you lose a limb and you continue to live. Uh, death, is, you cease. It's the most basic fear man has is loss of his individuality, loss of his, loss of his existence. And uh, obviously it, it terrifies us. In, um, there's no good solution except to say that at some point you have to confront the fact, but it's, uh, the, 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 when a person is younger, he's less. Uh, he still views his lot to accomplish, his lot to achieve. He uh, he has a lot to leave his mark upon. His identity uh, has to remain, and therefore uh, terrifies us. And when we respond to a tragedy, part of us like this, 
you know, broadly speaking, it's not only it's part of it is we feel it's immutable. We feel what a tragedy for the nifta who's gone will no longer exist. And part of it is we feel, and we feel this very amorphous, uh, kind of undefined feeling that we're in the presence of something frightening, some, some kind of power that's like, to feel, to feel machamavis is in our midst, it's scary. Above all that, though, there's also, I think we all feel for ourselves. Dear, but for the grace of God, go but I, is a very deep fear. We don't always articulate it. When you read about tragedy in Meiran, so you feel and you cry for those who are killed. But uh, on another level, you say to yourself, I could have been in a similar situation. I may be in a similar situation. Now, it's not so irrational. But at the end of the day, what you recognize and realize is that you don't have full control. That uh, no one knows. I mean, do, do we know if the ceiling will collapse? Do we know if there will be an earthquake? Do we know when it's. Maybe it happened in one way, but there are, uh, there are many other um, events and scenarios. And uh, we find it very, very disturbing and unsettling that our existence is not rock solid. And I think part of what you're feeling is the sense that your, your sense of security in your own existence has been uprooted. Up to a certain degree is good. I mean, this is, you know, like a, a person should recognize that. But at a certain point, it's not. It's scary, it's terrifying. You know, it's, the idea of all of if it paralyzes, if it terrifies, it's negative. Because it won't, uh, it will not help you, it will harm you. Have a certain sneud, a certain sense that I have to. I have to. Uh, I said before, I have to give meaning to my life. That it's not self-evident. I always be here. It's positive if you can, not, you know, it's, if you can put it in the proper perspective. And I don't know that you can be done immediately, but I think over time you'll be able to put it in the proper perspective. Uh, now, I'd I, I, I like to add something else uh, additionally. Part of our response often can be frustration or anger at the Kaddish Baruch. Now, it often depends on different. Now, it depends, on, of course, on circumstances, right? In this particular incident, on one level, Kaddish Baruch is not, of course. Uh, you know, we know that there are many. Uh, you know, unfortunately, that there are many human. Uh, you know, basically. You can blame many humans on uh, on the tragedy, but you know, part of us feels that. Now, let's close. Baruch Hu, you know, from above, he can intervene and, uh, and and stop everything. So it's true that you know there are a lot of there um, a lot of mechdalim uh, in uh, in the event, but Kosh Baruch Hu, you know, he could have you know this ashgacha. And, and often there's a sense of frustration, anger, um, not always. I answer the following. If a person feels anger, frustration, 
It's, le- it's a legitimate re- religious response. That's the, one of the main messages of Sefer Eov. One of the main messages of Sefer Eov is it's legitimate to be angry. And at the end of the if you remember, if you remember Eov, even in the basic outline, at the end of the Sefer, Eov was told that he spoke properly, unlike the companions who were improper. Even though they mouth the party line that because Baruch does everything properly, and Eo was not constantly said because Baruch that he was doing things wrongly. Nevertheless, in other words, for a simple reason, any parent is willing for his child to come and, and berate him and scream and yell and have chutzpah if you feel it's coming from, from a heart which is boiling over. Or if you feel that's coming from a sincere... The reason my child can say to me things that a Talmud won't say and the Talmud can say things that a stranger won't say is because how close you feel. The closer you are, the more free and uh, uninhibited you are in your speech. And my, my child will say to me all kinds of sentences that, uh, that others will not. Uh, now, she can say that sometimes critically, sometimes uh, out of anger. It's legitimate. And it's a sense of um, direct communication. What EO has is direct communication. Now, it's legitimate if it's done because the communication exists. Because you feel like you, you look at broken in the eye and you're communicating. And the whole, now it's better to like Yirmiyahu. Like Yirmiyahu said, Yirmiyahu says, It's a given for me that you're righteous. Nevertheless, I'm totally frustrated in understanding. And I request slash demand that you explain to me. Eov takes it beyond that. Eov doesn't say He says you're not. Uh, but nevertheless, it's uh, sorry. Yumiyahu is if you frustrated. Eov uh, is angry. It's legitimate. It was properly done. It's not. Uh, in other words, the Yidom Aaron is one kind of response, and it's a it's an inspiring, impressive response. Eov is another form of response. And uh, we have different models and uh, uh, different responses. All of the now, and before it's legitimate. And uh, now, I will, I will not give now a whole a talk about, you know, maybe can we try to, you know, define you know, certain parameters. And at the moment, I mean, it's proper to say, and uh, that it is a very legitimate religious response. On another level, though, I'd like to say um, one of the things we have to understand, and this is, doesn't always fit with part of what we're told in school uh, or in various drashot in, in, in shul, about hashgacha. Kadosh Baruch Hu gave us the world as adults. Meaning Kadosh Baruch Hu handed the, man, handed the world over to man that man should take responsibility and take charge of the world. We were given the world to be its custodians. We are the stewards of the world. And because of that, the responsibility of what goes on in the world to largely be is ours. 
I'm not talking now about the natural, you know, earthquakes and volcanoes. I'm talking about uh, certainly the world of history and society. It's, uh, at the end of the day, man has responsibility. It's, uh, this is the greatness of man. It's what's, it's what's so inspiring to be human. But it's also, but it also means, because Baruch Hu will often, because of this policy, because Baruch will take a step or two backwards and will not always intervene. Uh, let me give an example. Uh, assuming um, you have uh, a nursery school or, or a third grade class, and the teacher lets the kids take over the take over uh, the school for a day. Now you have different, you have different models. Um, do you intervene when they're about to do something totally crazy? We let them do it and pay the price for the for the consequences, right? Sometimes we intervene, right? If you if it's um, if it's a third grade, you intervene, and you won't let them flood the school. If, if they're 11th graders, maybe you won't intervene, and then uh, you'll have them face the, face the consequences of what they did. Um, or I'll give you an example. You're going to fa- I'll give a, a, a trivial example, but uh, you go on a family trip. So the parent decides to empower the children. So instead of the parents planning the trip pro- properly... They let the, the, the child plan the trip. And, um, okay, now the trip is not exactly properly planned. There could be all kinds of, um, all kinds of mistakes uh, can be made in, in terms of planning, in terms of itinerary, in terms of timing, in terms of lodging, whatever. You have two options. One is, okay, at some point ask the kid to see the plans and then veto X, Y, Z. And or behind the scenes, make a phone call to the hotel and make sure that things are, are, are done properly. Or, in other words, basically take control behind the scenes. Or, no, so be a lousy to you. You know, the, the, the money will not be properly spent. The time will be wasted. But the kid will learn a tremendous lesson. You will empower him in uh, responsibility. Because Baruch usually works the second way even when the consequences are at times grave. Because, because this, this goes into the there may be differences between a tzibur and a yachid. Once more, I don't want to give now you know, a lecture about hashgacha and, uh, and tzibur and yachid and the like. But broadly speaking, Kash Baruch Hu gave us the world and he left it to us. So there is hashgacha. But hashgacha works through within the confines of natural laws, often historical laws as well. But let's put history aside. In other words, the laws of physics will be suspended once in the 500 years or whatever, right? If you're sure Benun, so Kashbarak will suspend the laws of physics, but you know, but in 99.9999% of the time, Kodesh Baruch Hu will not suspend the laws of physics for us. You can be the biggest tzaddik in the world, 
and you know a, a ton of bricks will fall on you, uh, it'll crush you. You, uh, you could be a tremendous tzaddik, and if you're in a traffic accident, um, you could, because the laws of if, if, the, if the driver is negligent, if the laws of physics of the, the impact uh, are such that the body can't withstand it, uh, there'll be a tragedy. In other words, Kosh Baruch does not suspend the law for rare, rare examples. In other words, a nace is a nace only because it's so rare and so extraordinary. And uh, broadly speaking, Kosh Baruch does not do nisim, and there's not a... There's not a, a if Avram Avinu wants to go to Makolet, so could very well be because Baruch would stop the rain. Avram Avinu goes to you know, watch the show Friday, Shabbos morning, and the rain stops for 10 minutes. When the Chavitz Chaim or the Chazunish and Kalvachomer, you and me, when we walk the show Shabbos morning, it's raining, we get wet. And uh, because Baruch is not going to suspend the, the laws of physics, and when you have... Um, now, this is true about, I said before, this is true about death in general. It's part of the fabric of life. Death is part of organic matter. Death is part of life. And because these are the rules, of, these are the laws of nature in which we're created and we work with. And that's one level I mentioned that before. On, on another level, though, um, it also applies to accidents. When, um, if you have, in other words, if, if man does not properly plan and uh, you have a situation uh, like in Mehran, in which um, the laws of physics, the laws of crowd control, in other words, because Rokh not making names, just, just because it's a religious event, just because, I said before, because they come to Ovid Hashem, because Rokh is not going to suspend the laws, what happens when, when, when there's a stampede. Because um, so the, the world works under laws, and we have, to, we have to navigate our lives within them. And if we don't properly navigate it, we can then, we, we can demand accountability from the people who planned it. We can, but we have to recognize that um, don't think Kosh Baruch will necessarily pull the chestnuts out of the fire for us when we, when we defy th- these laws and the laws of crowd control, so to speak, or the right of, of human behavior and human conduct and, 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 and physics and, um, and closed spaces, um, these are... Um, these will not be suspended just because it's a religious event. If a shul will not be built properly and the construction will be improper, it's going to collapse in the middle of Musaf. And uh, it's, it's not a religious uh, crisis, it's a architectural or uh, engineering crisis because we have to be able to, uh, to, to be accountable for... Uh, we, we have to be accountable for our actions in Bolam this is part, of, I think, we have to swallow hard and recognize that we can pray to Kosh Baruch Hu and tefillah works. And don't misunderstand me. Tefillah works because tefillah, there's a certain kind of leeway within the system. And tefillah, we should be able to, but it's wanted to be mispalel to, um, it's wanted to be mispalel for Kosh Baruch Hu to, um, to allow you within the confines of the system to, to survive, 
It's not just to mispile for, 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 to, for, 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 to, to overturn the laws of nature. That is very problematic. It's religiously problematic, and uh, it usually doesn't work. As you would know mispalel that uh, these laws will uh, within uh, within the, you know the, the, the spiel that we have within nature that will be able to uh, that will be able to uh, to manage. And uh, so I think we have to we have to swallow hard and recognize that that uh, Baruch gave a lot of responsibility. This is part of what inspires, but it's also, uh, also obligates, and, uh, and we have to recognize this. And unlike Eov, Eov is a whole different story, right? Uh, I don't want to talk Tanakh now, but unlike Eov, this situation in which we have responsibility, which is why it's incumbent upon us now to do tshuva also engineering and architecturally, not only tshuva spiritually. Yeah. The final point, uh, this goes back to yesterday afternoon. Uh, having said all this, I do think we have to ask ourselves what lessons can be learned, spiritual lessons. You know, there are practical lessons. Uh, you know, hopefully, you know, the, the proper authorities will do it properly. I say hopefully. Um, but uh, there are also spiritual lessons. And uh, we, we, can't, we can't ascribe blame. I mean, you can't come and speak God's name. No, no one's a Navi. No one come and say, this happened because of A, B, or C. And there's no point in finger-pointing. He's to blame, or he's to blame, or he's to blame. A, because we are not the Kaddish Baruch, we are not Nevi'im, because Rabbi didn't whisper in our ear, who's to blame? Um, secondly, aside from that, it's also wrong, I said yesterday, to, to, to clap al Khait on Yenim's chest is wrong uh, spiritually. So you, have to ask, you have to ask yourself, what meaning can I find in it? What room can, for improvement can we find in it? How can we leverage this into repairing and improving ourselves? No, it can be done in many ways. It can be done, a person can say to himself, I should learn more. So before, we want to, we want to increase Chayim Ba'olam, we want to increase um, Kedusha, I'll learn more, I'll daven better. I'll focus on my tefillah better. We can also ask ourselves in regard to, to more, more particularly, clearly there's a lot to be, I don't want to repeat myself from yesterday, and, uh, but there's still there's a lot to be done in terms of unity, there's a lot to be done in terms of Adat Hashem, and there's a lot to be done in terms of, um, so I, th- I think we have to improve our sensitivity not only discourse, you know, and then and and, and, and but I think also empathy. Uh, I mentioned yesterday, I think empathy for for the price of uh, of Corona and uh, and and other diseases. Long lane, you know. Um, anyway, I think there are many lessons that we should uh, that we can and should learn, and then how how to try to leverage this. Um, but uh, th- th- that's 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 very different. So, the level that uh, you know, we and uh, I don't really repeat myself. Uh, but uh, aside from that, I support. Uh, it's not easy confronting death, but it's part of the fabric of the world. You have to recognize door lech door ba, and part of uh, part of really becoming more mature is. You, you see that, you see from Achov, and it's also the ability to confront, uh, to confront. Uh, 
at Khan, I'm more thinking out loud, and uh, if you if you want to know, know if you want to raise an issue or, or, or know, have any questions, uh, if you feel it's less opportune in this, uh, you know, in, in such a format, so whoever wants is welcome to come over and you know talk personally or uh, or in a smaller group. Uh, Sometimes um, I'd say the reason for uh, for, for a death or for happening. So what would be the difference? Like uh, I say, like this, you know. Um, <laughs> what's the following? Aleph. Chachamim sometimes do it. First of all, they do it with uh, You don't do it, uh, you know, when it happens immediately. You have to be greater perspective. But it's also, I think we recognize, when Chachamim say, why did this happen, they're not saying necessarily that they know for sure. It's a surmise. I'm, I'm surmising that, uh, you know, why, why, how come the Shomron was destroyed by the Romans? So the Gemara said because they, they, they were not going to build Yushalayim, because there was no solidarity between different villages, there was no sense of unity. Now, it's, it's a reasonable surmise, but he's not claiming, you know, definitively, and I think the more important point of that statement is, it's not so much, oh, the Jews uh, 1,800 years ago, they're very bad midos. The, the, the point is, let us take this as a lesson to us that we should try to feel solidarity, that uh, if, the, if, the, if, the, if there's a terror attack in one village, that we should have a wedding in the village next door and, uh, and, and be, be oblivious, uh, like the word describes over there. It's more a lesson than it is, you know, to ascribe uh, definitively. Uh, that's, that's the thing, when you look at greater distance, it's maybe easier to, uh, to do it. Uh, um, at the Levi last night, a lot of the speakers talked about how um, it's not dark Olam that such a person should die uh, for, for, the, for the person from Shalavim, that such a person should die at such a young age. And um, many uh, people almost went so far as to say that he didn't deserve to die, which I think is true. And obviously, um, aside from the emotional aspect that it's just so hard to deal with the death of somebody so young, is that the, like, how should we approach um, the death of like somebody our age, should we, should we like, is it, is it uh, acceptable to say that he didn't deserve to die or, or do we have to accept it as we're telling Hashem? I don't think that necessarily contradicts you. Uh, it's like this. First of all, there are many different, there are many different approaches and what works for you, what, what works for me, if something else that works for me works for you, is a beside there. You don't have to know. Um, of course I don't think he deserved to die. Chas And... Uh, First of all, I don't think it's, you know, second, I also don't think that, you know, that I sit in judgment, you know, and decide, or did, or did you, or whoever's speaking, knows, and no one has, no one can really peek in Kosh Baruch Hu's ledger, and, uh, but no, I, of course I don't, think, I don't believe he deserved to die. But, uh, now, it's something you could, so we can say, and this is, I think, a plausible answer, and this is part of what Eov was told, Lo lo and we don't, we'll never know. It's, it's, like, it's one of the most basic answers. It's the, it's the most basic answer in Tanakh. And what's uh, Eov is that, that's the quite the Farshim. That's the bottom line of Eov at the end of the day, and, and, and correctly so. Um, nevertheless, as I said before, I do believe. I think it's just that Shalom. But I believe that if we are, if we, not meaning the, the, the individual. 
But if society is, is, is negligent and creates dangerous circumstances, so it's not, you know, it's, it's not Ritzon Hashem that there should be, Ritzon Hashem was not to have 9,000 people in, a, you know, in an area which is good for a few hundred and then and stampeding. That's not Ritzon Hashem. Ritzon Hashem, though, is that man should have responsibility for the world. And when man has responsibility for the world, these things can happen. Because man is not properly uh, responding. Now, I, I, what's more, you, I can, there are others who will tell you this is wrong, but I'm saying, they'll tell you, because Baruch has a plan, there's such a thing, I, I don't want to get into a long discussion now, there's such a thing called Yisrim Shana Ava. And uh, some of them will tell you, it's like the Akeda. Now, that's one way of looking at it, but it presupposes, right, because Baruch Hu is really micromanaging every individual case and not, in a sense, allowing man, you know, basically not delegating to man part of responsibility for the world. Uh, I, me- I hear that as before. I mean, many, many shows and you know, schools and the like, you really hear that Kashbarok was micromanaging everything, and therefore you have to assume Son Hashem, which we just don't know. Um, I think we shown him, meaning the Rambam, the Ramban, had different view of Hashgacha. They really, they saw Kashbarok creating rules for the world and then having men have to navigate the, the, those rules. But really he delegated to us and uh, to, to, it's like this. Before I tell Son Hashem, I think uh, the, the, the the, the, the address here is pretty clear. It's human, uh, it's human failure. And uh, I think it's on Hashem, human beings can mess up. Uh, and, and, and then there are accidents. Uh, but I mean, not, you know, if you can drive without brakes and then you crash your car, I don't know if I call it on Hashem, I mean, in, in, the, in, the, in the immediate sense. And that's what, what happened. I had to say, that's what happened here. It was like really driving a car without brakes. It's, uh, what? what? Just, 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 just one second. Now, the, the, the final point I say is, I said before. I said, let, let me be. Let me be clear. Obviously, no one deserves it. I do think, though, we do believe that person dies childless and uh, he, he fulfilled because Yeshayahu says this this is Stephen Kajbaru's mouth that Kajbaru says clearly and explicitly what matters at the end of the day is not how much you've produced or accomplished it's how much you've served me and how much you served me is and this is eternal. I believe it's true about my father's cousin who was four years old, she was killed in the Shoah, or whatever, uh, the exact, uh, the exact uh, age. I believe it's true about all kinds of other tragedies. That they'll exist for eternity. But they will exist for eternity. And so you, you didn't deserve to accomplish less. And accomplishing and producing has religious value. 
Right? You read, read the Rev, Ishalacha, the lonely man of faith, producing, producing and accomplishing its religious value. Nevertheless, um, at the end of the day, the most basic religious value is to serve. And therefore, the Saris doesn't have children in the you know. Nevertheless, because Baruch promises and guarantees, Shem Olam Yitena, Shem what is Tehillim? Like, is it is it real? Like, uh, obviously, like beautiful words, but like you know, like there were a lot of Shana, giant WhatsApp chats of Shana Olive kids cycling through like Tehillim one two three. When we say it, are we supposed to be thinking that like Hashem might decide because of that to to cause someone not to die? And does that also mean that like if we have that power, that sometimes when someone when someone does pass away, like maybe if we said Tehillim a little bit more, then he wouldn't have. Look, Tilim is, a, broadly speaking, it's David HaMelech's um, spiritual diary. It's David HaMelech's prayers. And Tilim has a whole variety, a whole range of religious emotion. Many, many of them are tefillot. And we utilize Tilim as, as our tefillah as well. And we take David HaMelech's poetry and we utilize it as tefillah. And when... Uh, now, broadly speaking, I don't think the point is not to cycle through Tehillim. The point is to experience Tehillim. Better to say one parak properly than to say a hundred prakim uh, improperly. Um, you, 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 it's tefillah, and you need kavana. You have to understand what you. I, I, I don't think you have to say every individual word. Some of the words are difficult to understand. But you have to be experienced that I'm crying out to God, that I'm screaming out to Him. Just, just to, to cycle it, you know, uh, a mile a minute, or just, you know, to try to... Uh, <laughs> this mileage is not what matters. What matters is the sense of crying out to Kosh Baruch Hashem, karati. It doesn't really matter. From my point of view, you can say this, one pasuk all over. Uh, once in my lifetime, I saw off Tilim, because that was the only once in the day my daughter had an operation. And that was because that was the only time I really felt... I could probably say all 150 prakim intensely and with uh, at the proper pace. Otherwise, I'd rather say a few prakim, uh, a few prakim uh, properly than, than, than to you know wholesale a uh, whole bunch of. Uh, so, so that's about you know cycling through tefillim. The real point is that it's tefillah. Now we believe I saw like this and. Um, uh, yeah, it was a bit too late. Now nah, I don't mind devoting another Monday to if you wanted to feel uh, more generally. I I think that um, there's a tension once more. This goes, and the problem I'm telling you now. I think many, many people tell you uh, will scream and yell against this. Is I think tefillah there's, there's an inherent tension. Tefillah. The inherent tension is well, it's like this. If if I say Baruch there's no inherent tension. Now, if tomorrow morning you, you, or this evening you'll say Rafa'inu, so but that's a shame, you know, you're young, you're healthy, it's, it, it's, it, it conforms to Derech Olam to say the Taskashbrook for health and happiness and Parnasa and, uh, and Gulan the like. Um, but when you, let's say a person is terminally ill, Chas Shalom, and, and, and now you're davening, this built in tension. Because Paritzon Hashem is to help his people, because Baruch is is Kerachum Echal Nerech Apayin Rav Chesed. And yet again, because Baruch, as I said before, he dictated rules to the world. 
And the rules he dictated are that, first of all, death is part of the world. Secondly, that disease and, and biology has rules and there are laws of nature. And, uh, and, and, and therefore, in a sense, you're asking or requesting something. In other words, you are confronting this Baruch Hu's Rachamim with his policy for running the world. And you basically say to them, please overturn. As I said before, sometimes it's simpler because you're asking within the leeway that we have. But sometimes you're basically saying, um, I'm requesting that you overturn the rules. That's a very high, it's a very tall order. And religiously. Or let me, let me say it differently. The Rambam thinks, this I want to say uh, you know, on the record, the Rambam thinks that miracles are a problematic religious concept because they defy God's plan for the world. And therefore the Rambam has a policy of trying to minimize miracles, both quantitatively and also qualitatively, because he believes that, we, that the Rambam thought differently. But the Rambam tries to minimize miracles, he believes they're religiously problematic, they have a rule, they have a role, excuse me, to play religiously, and they were sometimes they're utilized. But they're the exception rather than the rule because they're problematic. And now if you respond for a nace, you're doing something which is inherently problematic. And because of that, uh, you, uh, because of that, I'll say like this, I think it's legitimate. Absolutely legitimate to, uh, you know, so before, you know, I, you know, in the various stations of my life in which I've had, you know, the need to pray for Cholim and the family or, or whatever, of course I've done it. But um, I, 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 I say like this, you know, in one level, uh, think for a moment, you, know, you, you file a passport application, right? So there's a pile, right? So the, the first come, first in, first out, last in, last out. So there's like a thousand applications, your application is at the bottom of the pile. Say, you know, if, if, the, if the person, you know, if the paquit is doing his job properly, so he'll process you uh, whenever you're at the end of the line. If you have connections, or what's called protectia, and so what, what, are you, what are you asking? You're asking, he should pull out your application from the bottom of the pile to the top of the pile, or he should give you preferential treatment. It's legitimate. Well, it's like this. If you, um, that's what we do with Kashbaru sometimes. We know, you run the world one way, but you're also a vino, not only Malkeino. You are Melech, not the Melech. So, right, that's what we do. We say even though, based upon the laws, this is how you go about doing it, but we're asking, you know, slip, you know, give, give us protectia. Or, you know, or out of Rahmanus, or think from the, your application will be denied because you don't fit the criteria, but it's Rachmanus, right? If you, if you cry enough, the Pakid will get, you know, will get Rachmanus. I had a friend who, who, whose mother, his mother died uh, in Sukkot's time. He couldn't come here to bury her because he's an American. He's not, you know, the, 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 and, you know, the, 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 the boy. Kids are, he cried enough to the Pakid in Misrad uh, the guy, you know, the guy had a Yiddish and a Shema, he let him in. Uh, so, he, so he came for the funeral and for the Shiva. So the, we ask the Kashmir the same thing, right? This is what we talk about, Kil Chanun Verachum. And this is what we talk about, like, this is the idea of the Shofar, right? The Shofar really is, it's like the, it's, it's like the sin of the Kodesh Baruch Hu that he should treat us not 
you know, the, according to the rules, but uh, he should treat us uh, with protection. What, what Ramban says, you trans- he, he should transition from Kisei Din to Kisei Rachamim. So, what was this parallel? And yes, many times it works. Because Baruch was a Vinu Malkeinu. Because a Vinu Malkeinu, he'll often do us favors. Sometimes the rules aren't stacked against us. So sometimes within the rules, you have this leeway. Sometimes he'll do us favors against the rules, so to speak. But many times he won't. I think it's important to be mispalel to with all the intensity and the fervor because Kashbaruch can do you the, the Kashbaruch has within his power to do this. Uh, and you know we should bang in Shari Shamayim because of that. I, I think though you should not have a religious crisis if after all the tefillot the chol is niftar. Why? Because, as I said before, because the rule, because the, there are rules of disease, and, and, and the very, in other words, it should be used as crisis if a person is nifter at the end of a disease. And um, you have to recognize that tefillah is limited because, because Baruch has other calculations, besides his desire to, to be Rahman with Kerachu Vechanun, he has other also calculations and policies which he has to apply. And, by the way, <coughs> This was, This is not only uh, you know. This is not you know my my statement alone. Look at the Gemara Rosh Hashanah after Zion. The Gemara says there, according to Mandi Omar, that a person's mizonot um, are determined, are predetermined for the end of the year. Kiman Matzlin Haidna Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi thinks that because well, the person is needed on every day. And the mind armor that once a year, so it was, it was determined already. Now, I don't care if it was determined in Shoshana, it was determined in, in creation, the laws. So the thing is, sometimes there are laws that are determined, and tefillah is, and, or commandments, you know, that's the word, the commandments say, Ahidi Akitsir of Amirei Kerbiyasi, meaning, uh, because Rokhul determines something, it's not, then the Gemara talks about, Yafat Sa'aka, Ben Lifnei Gzardin, Ben Nachar Gzardin, and then the Gemara, the Gemara says, sometimes yes, sometimes no. And the Gemara says, right, Tzaka means to bang in the gates of heaven because of tremendous distress. And the Gemara says, sometimes it works, it won't work. Why? Because is the force to defy his, uh, something which is too valuable, too important. So the Gemara has all kinds of, uh, you know, it does think sometimes it always works. Let's say, should we spiral? Absolutely. We should throw ourselves into tefillah. We should bring on Shammai Shammayim. And we should hope that it's effective and it has the potential to be effective. But you should not be in this crisis if tefillah doesn't always uh, solve the problem. It won't always solve the problem. No. You keep mentioning this leeway that exists in the world. The in, what? It, that we keep mentioning this leeway that exists in the realm of tefillah that theoretically Akadosh Baruch could, you know, Intervene behind the scenes in a certain, like, limited um, way. Where does that exist in the world of scientific determinism? First of all, I don't believe in I, I don't believe in scientific determinism. Uh, but okay, just to, just to try to answer you differently, let's say, person has disease. The odds of uh, the odds of recovery are sixty percent. So there's sixty percent. There's forty percent. You drive a car, and someone's coming in the lane. Someone's coming in your lane, you know, headway into you. You can avert it. Uh, you, some, some is you're able to avert. Some is you're able to not, not to avert. Uh, you go for a job interview. The odds are one in ten of getting the job. 
So there's leeway. You can be the one person who gets a job. You can be the nine who don't get it. There's a lot of... Uh, there are many, many things in the world which are not uh, you know, determined. There are many, uh, there are many things that... Uh, Many things that can happen which uh, will change the situation. It's, uh, I don't think every situation is determined. Uh, do, I, do I know, uh, even, even in Miron itself, right? Some people were able to survive, some, uh, some did not survive. Some were, pulled out of the, some were pulled out of the group, some were not pulled out. Some, uh, the buys were strong enough. There, there are a variety of. Uh, have circumstances, uh, and that's what I mean. If uh, it, it's, uh, I'll say like this, I, I think I really think it makes a difference. I think she's found all diseases, but obviously the disease which has X percent of people who recover and X percent who don't is different than when there's no X and Y. It's rather it's only uh, there's only one outcome. It's, it's a different kind of feeling. Like So, uh, I think we'll stop with this.